whole idea of the American experiment are people from all over coming to uh, a new way of mind, a, a sense of belonging, and just a new life. Well, there's the like I was there's this book called uh, this book called White Trash written by this lady called Nancy Eisenberg that I f- finished. She in it she makes the argument that much of North America or much of the uh, many of the immigrants or many of the people that came who uh, let, or let's just call them colonialists the colonialists that came over from parts of England and Ireland and Scotland or parts of Europe were not North America was established mostly as a was a was a kind of penal colony it wasn't the best of the best that arrived in North America yeah. it was people who you know in that sort of Chris Christopherson phrase uh, freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose yeah. people like that <clears throat> yeah, was, they find attempted to find themselves find freedom because they had nothing, you know, yeah, and yeah, kind of, right? And uh, I, and, and in that respect, I guess I am also sort of part of those that that long line of people that have come here, right? And Well, I mean, I guess I didn't internalize it in that sense when I was, uh, when I came here as a kid, like, yeah, I was, I was basically just 19 years old thinking if I didn't, if I spent any time, any more time in the Middle East, I would either kill myself or someone else would, you know, I'd be behind bars for saying something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, brother. Oh, brother. Come here, brother. What would you? What do? What you're uh, looking at? Uh, naked woman titties. What? What? What you're doing? What you're doing? <laughs> yeah, they're Russian again. The Russian police officers for some reason. Yep. Yeah, the Russians were involved. They were oppressing. That was in uh, Rambo 3, right? Yeah, they were, they were oppressing a completely different country, not even remotely connected. Yeah. And it's only over, like, and when I came here, like, I <clears throat> I didn't internalize, I mean, I, for the longest time I had this idea that I, you know, I want to be sort of... <laughs> authentically tied to some sort of that that this I had this sense in my head that because for those 19 years we had I had been an inauthentic Indian because I wasn't born into the right religious family I was an inauthentic I was an inauthentic Middle Easterner because I was too Indian that maybe coming to Canada I could be some sort of authentic something because it was uh, because the the sort of land that I was coming to didn't require the pedigree of blood and soil as its uh, uh as a marker to 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 fit in, yeah. or at least sort of. 
but I. But it is kind of like nativist here, though, like a little bit. It, it, it's not nativist in the. It's it's nativist in it's sort of, sort of very. It there is a kind of class sensibility over here in 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 New Brunswick that is. It's not exactly nativist, but it is. It's it is very class based, and in that sense, like someone who talks like me, talks like I do, is you know isn't an isn't isn't an authentic New Brunswicker, right? Because. Am I wearing acid wash jeans? I don't think so. I don't. How are these acid wash? They're all like light and fucking like dirty. Well, they're not dirty. My dirty jeans? Yeah, yeah. You got dirty jeans on. Do you or do you not own a flannel jacket? I mean, I guess so. Yeah. Have you ever referred to cigarettes as darts? No. Okay. I mean, probably. I mean, I've answered. I've answered the question. I was like, yep. To have a dart, smoke a dart, I guess, yeah. Do you drink Moosehead? Um, sure, I have, in addition to other... I do like a whiskey as well, you know? A single malt whiskey. <laughs> Finely <laughs> aged 25 years, 25 year uh, aged uh, single malt whiskey. I do enjoy that. Is, tw- is 25 years a sweet spot for you? Or? Eh, 20 years or 25 years is usually a good... I mean, I don't know any brands or anything like that, but I, you know. I, I know a, I know a, t- a ten-year that I like, uh, ten-year Chivas, real good. A Chivas Regal. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah, I think I, I mean, there is a weird kind, and I think we sort of talked about it before, where there is a, a lot of what, a lot of sort of North American history can be placed to. A, uh, to a class allegiance more than it is to uh, either a racial allegiance or a land or one that's tied to the land. So, like, you know, a red. Sure, there is, man. Well, no, it's the mentality. I think like there is the the idea in New Brunswick is that there is that it's a it's the forgotten province, it's the have not province, and then then even. People who essentially even have homes in Rasse have, um, you know, or nice homes in Rasse are sort of carry on the air of being either part of sort of the landed gentry, which is like we are, we're above everything that's in the uptown, you see, you know, and or there is the other side where which is like we're fucking New Brunswickers. New Brunswick fucking proud, man. You know? They got their East Coast lifestyle hoodie and fucking Blundstones. and. where I come from. We have the Milltown Warhoo. Where if you're from Milltown, you go like, oh, oh, and you're proud to be from Milltown. Right. Like shit like that. Also, like, that's how James's whole thing works. Because, like, his whole comedy career on this side of the world is, wait a minute, you like it here? Right. What? How? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mullinger's entire thing is to land, is to, is to add a little bit of world, uh, worldly class, uh, to. Uh, He's Mr. Bean. 
Well, yeah, he. I think he comes off as Mr. Bean, but I think in his head, I think he feels like as though he's knighting. He's like the queen knighting the you know, the lower classes with the. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in in a way, he's he's sort of the perfect immigrant story. I mean, he's just uh, or uh, of the fact that he's of you know a, a west a, a failure in the in 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 England. Uh, you know, a failing failing to zero comedian. In in England, coming over, who gets to come to North America, the land of the the land of the failed, historically the land of the failed and the failing, yeah. to uh, to start afresh, yeah. and to, to, to right, and although you know the the dynamic is now that you get to, that he can be the you know uh, he can add some sort of cosmopolitan. Uh, well, metropolitan. He literally uh, did. He started a metropolitan magazine. Yes, to, to, uh, that was initially su- supposed to go out to only the rich of the of the city, right? Like it was supposed yeah. to end, land in only the mailboxes of a p- specific. Much, yeah. Well, well, a specific uh, demographic with that that demographic being for people who earned a certain income level, yeah. right? And that's like. He's actually continuing the long tradition of these class div- of a class division that has existed. Like the real, the real divisions, I think, in North America, are not. I don't really think are actually racial. What it is is actually, it's actually class based, yeah. and it's class based to an extent where even, <laughs> like, even when you don't have the, even when you actually don't. Uh, materially have the the markers of of the class that you belong to the house the car yeah. you know you have like a bunch of ATVs you have a bunch of guns like you you get to wear the best camel you know <laughs> you still sort of oh, carry on carry on the same pretensions you carry get to carry on the same pretensions of the Exactly, right? Like they've got the truck, but they still got the still the same idea that we are, you know, we're better, you know, we're still working class. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like even though nothing about you looks like you are, but it's because you get to drive grave digger to your fucking job in the city. Well, there's a there's a great quote. There's a there's a there's a, there's a great line by Lyndon Johnson when he was traveling, like after the civil rights movement. People don't remember about that. This about Lyndon Johnson, where he was like, he was actually sort of, you know, he was kind of like a southern boy. The kid, the guy, grew up in in the deep south, and he was actually sort of a, essentially a redneck for a while. But he was sort of he fought on the side on the right side. He came out. He came down on the right side of the civil rights movement, and you know, he said, uh, "If you tell the lowest white man." that he is in somehow he is in some way better than the the highest black man uh or the highest earning black man he, he he will not notice you uh he will not notice your hands in his pockets 
you he will not notice you uh, he will not notice the politician who has his hand in his pocket and what's more oh, yeah, if you tell if you tell what's more if you tell uh if you give the lowest white man a uh a reason uh if you give the lowest white man a specific group of people that he can look down upon he'll empty out his pockets for you and <laughs> but i think it's kind of like it's sort of carried into it's kind of it's a little bit it's carried into i mean the ninth of the iceberg she makes this sort of weird point and and i kind of agree with her that that you know that class is one of those things that's sort of overlooked in this in north when when writing about north american history i agree but i think like much like the historians who write about race i think you know that they uh like the 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 conclusions are sort of weird because like every time you know i read these historical uh you know the the, the kind of rewriting of uh, of american history or north american history in in certain terms either it be by race or something else they write about it as though and race is a specific kind of thing but they write about it as though those barriers cannot be overcome you know which is like which seems like a strange thing as like if you want to get rid of the idea of like racism in in certain parts of the world or in a certain part of the country at some level you have to say yes all of these things are bad only because like the race for instance the problems of race are only bad because we seem to perpetuate this idea that race is this immutable thing that we cannot we cannot overlook that the race the the color of someone's skin is someone it's joke it's absolutely paramount into in their complete experience which is just completely untrue and the the way the class goes with the same thing like you cannot at some level you cannot get over the problem of class no matter what you do you cannot get over the the you know the roots of uh, you know uh, your working class origins like and there's a patrice o'neal bit that, that kind of reminds me of um he's uh, so he's like when i was young i used to hate the police and uh, he was like now i'm 40 doing pretty well for myself i own shit so uh, i fucking love the police right yeah sort of like that i mean i don't exactly know how that's uh, exactly related but yeah no i kind of get it but that that went you so obviously so basically like he was able to with a little bit of money cuz he wasn't huge at that point he was just starting to pick up some uh, steam in the industry like he was able to like buy himself in a sense a lot of that Right. Yeah, Chappelle has a bit about it as well. There, you know, 
cop recognize him as his recognizes him as Chappelle. Right. Uh, yeah, man. And so I kind of like listen. I don't know. After reading this history and sort of coming across what's kind of going on in India, where they're having the uh, where you're having to where all the citizens are they're going through this new citizenship law, where the people of the country have to prove themselves to be. Uh, they have to re-register themselves as citizens of the country, and they have to prove their uh, origin of birth. Damn. Yeah. So, you know, and so of course it started out, sparked off a whole set of like, uh, in the midst of a like a virtual civil war in in India right now. Um, like generation white people, like after we're, yeah, dude. After we're done, you know, I was listening to a. Yeah, I was listening to the. I was listening to a sort of. Uh, there's a there's a great article in the. In the uh, New Yorker from this month about Narendra Modi, who is the prime minister, who's the current prime minister of, of India, and he belonged to, a party called the RSS, <clears throat> the Rashtriya Samaj Sevak Party, and. The RSS is a Hindu nationalist party that it took its ideological cues from German fascism. Uh, the RSS, the, just for perspective, the RSS, the the guy who assassinated Mahatma Gandhi was a member of the RSS because he assassinated Gandhi because he was uh, uh, because Gandhi was attempting wasn't Hindu enough and he was attempting to unite the peoples of uh, the, the Hindus and Muslim and turning, trying to, or advocating for India as a as a secular democracy rather than a Hindu nationalist one, right? Like Mahatma. Yeah, that's right. Just cranking out the jam. That's right. I mean, I, I mean, I wasn't, I'm not really, you know, there were proper problems with Gandhi, but the fact that he was attempting to, <laughs> the, the, one of his big, the, that was not the main problem with Gandhi. The the problem, yeah. I didn't, yeah. I I mean the, those, yeah. No, I mean I I like the, the Gandhi's. Yes, exactly. Baby girls for hello. Um. Right. Probably. Yep. No, that's good. Um, but yeah, we, yeah. Of the many problems that Gandhi had, the the fact that he was the, uh, I don't know, uniting two sets of people, attempting to unite two sets of people, wasn't one of them. You know, he had some other issues. But probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Mm. Yes, yes. <laughs> what you're doing? Mm, show me pussy. Just a, just a picture of his dumb head. 
Uh, yeah, well, in the in this in this in this article in the New Yorker, they just like there was this, a lady journalist who broke this story. So Narendra Modi, this guy has sort of been involved with the assassinations of a whole bunch of like op- opponents and you know uh, g- getting on the sides of people who are involved in lynch mobs and things like that. And yeah, they're houses. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, and yeah, he does his own carpentry too. <laughs> Uh, and he is literally he was an enforcer. This dude, man, this guy is this guy's a this guy's a fucking thug. Like, so for his first perspective, this guy was in part of the mob that tore down a four hundred year old uh four hundred year old mosque in nineteen ninety two. Damn. So he's the current prime minister of the country. This dude. <laughs> That's... This guy. This guy's an actual thug. I'm, I'm kind of impressed. The mafia won. They did, man. They won by whites by by a wide huge margin. Um, that's exactly what he is. Yeah, 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 yeah dude. And they do things like they were they would uh, in rallies around India they would hand out copies of uh, Mein Kampf. Um, because they don't know about because it's a little part, little you know blip in sort of western the western history of of fascism is that that the is that the is that hind that hitler had a had a great affinity for the hindu nationalists of the country along with uh, the middle eastern nationalists in in north africa yeah he had a great they the, those three they had a great affinity for each other you know yeah they don't uh well much of them as so the way they the 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 suspicion that the hit the 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 nazis had for the the jews in germany the rss basically took those same uh the same markers of cosmopolitanism and rootlessness and applied them to the nation's muslims because India's Muslims are sort of notoriously their their moderate nature. They're they're moderates, right? Like they don't they're not you know they're not complete nationalists, and you know they have a sort of a sort of weirdly sort of cosmopolitan view of the world. They're you know they're a little bit of both. You know they're so so all of those things. So the widespread uh, panic in India now was that they were stealing the hindu women and and uh yeah, uh, yeah miscegenation that sort of thing was a it's big p- and literally you can't tell the difference between an india b- between a hindu and a muslim in india right like you basically going, just took a religion and merged like what um, racist white people thought of black people and jews and just sort of mashed them together and they're like yeah those guys are stealing all their chicks Correct. Correct. And because it be covering our women with sheets. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because the Indians, because that all of sort of Indian cooking, but most people don't know that there's no such thing as like when people say that this such a thing as authentic Indian cooking, like in there's no such thing as authentic Indian food. In, Indian food has always been a mixture of mixture of the styles of food from uh parts of europe parts of the middle east parts of the caribbean 
parts of North America. By the way, parts of North Mexico and uh, like the chili is indigenous not is not indigenous to india it comes from it comes from mexico it came both brought over to india by the english well it was the english we just want to find the hottest foods and they yeah, they brought the they're the ones who brought the uh, um and it's in and it's the the moguls or the the moguls who were the they were they came from the middle east but they weren't exactly they you know they established a home in india but they weren't uh, you know they, their idea was to create a sort of mixture of cultures and all of indian cooking indian cuisine is a sort of is a result of that is a result of that mixture of india of english and european and mexican and mainly coming from the you know like it tea is not native to india that oh, I, came I from china that, and that, that's very much british anyway, what 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 would be considered indian food before the british though nothing man like, it, it was even pepper was even pepper was not uh no i think pepper is sort of pepper and salt and there were people the the, the old uh, the old texts used to have vedas the vedas for instance used to have there there are instances where there were ceremonies where people just ate horse like a uh, horse meat cooked over a fire mm-hmm. things like that someone took a horse and like jammed a stick through it and just rotated it over it correct yeah did they, did they have bigger cups at least like they have bigger what bigger cups you get those tiny cups and water when you're eating indian food in an indian restaurant small cups you haven't eaten at an indian restaurant have you no yeah that's what i yeah yeah uh i don't know where the tiny cups come things from from that's a mike vecchione bit but i don't think that's uh i don't know which indian maybe that's like maybe that's a new york indian restaurant thing but no usually with indian food you have lots of you have a large glass of water and a large glass of buttermilk which is uh So so no then yeah, nothing I, no. You don't have to do this. It's all right. You don't have to <laughs> pretend to <laughs> want to eat Indian food. You don't. Yeah. Well, but the but point. Well, I get the get. Comments. I guess the point. <laughs> well, the crazy thing about. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You're not wrong about the. <laughs> Well they made this like in this New Yorker story she make the it's a wild it's a great it's a great piece and in it there was this one section where this journalist she's trying to uncover whatever Modi's dealings with the mob were and in the middle of this her book gets released and someone on Twitter they just circul they just start circulating a video of this lady in the middle of a gangbang and say that that's her and it ruins her career it's not her Jesus. but it ruins her career anyway that's a very north american white girl thing to do it's crazy yeah. it's the most craziest that's, thing that's fucking bananas it's not even her yeah so she um they just like copy paste her face over some other i don't even think they did that they they just implied it they just circulated a video and just said that this was her 
she's like, mm, eh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I got deep fake. Yeah, yeah. They that, these that fucking idiots didn't fake. even do that. That's that's like the kiddie pool deep fake. That's that's a shallow fake. Yeah, really shallow. Look at this bitch pussy taking in the mouth. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway. Anyway, so do. What do you mean? Have, have you have you seen South Park? Right? Yeah. You see the episodes with Saddam Hussein where they no. Cu- they cut out uh, his his head from a magazine and they post that over uh, over his body and it's just like it flapping like he's one of the Canadian characters. You're like, ah, Tim, come on, guy, relax. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah, I guess it would be kind of like that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so that's uh So I mean it's sort of a, it's been a weird couple of days <laughs> honestly <laughs> just Merry being Christmas. by myself I guess so yeah Merry Christmas man Yeah hell yeah I don't know it's just a weird time to think think about reflect on this idea of authenticity as it's like why had been why had I been trying to be authentically anything Maybe it's inauthenticity and being a completely deracinated person that's maybe that's just my thing. Maybe that's just what I have to do because there's no way that I I mean, I don't have a I don't have any attachment to whatever it means to be Indian now. Yeah. I have nothing no you know being authentically Canadian, whether it be, you know, you know, native to this country or a settler. I have need ties to neither, either, neither, either. So then, and I can't change that, right? I can't be authentically from the Middle East because they don't consider me part of. I I was never considered uh, authentically Middle Eastern. So <clears throat> yeah, maybe you know, and and it seems like as though I would have. Uh, there would have been a point where I would have found that a despairing conclusion. But I can't change that. You know, I just have to sort of live with it. You know, I just have to live with the idea that I'm, that this is the way it's going to be. And maybe, you know, with all of the baggage that comes with it, because you sort of, you experience, at least like even with Christmas, like I enjoy celebrating it with or at least you know the time with with my daughter and stuff but at least i have to be i have to i have to and i i enjoy i genuinely i enjoy the lights and all of those things but i i always come at it from a distance i have to come at i'm sort of forced into it as at a distance because this is not you know and we just used to celebrate it in 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 dubai but it wasn't something that it was Well, it's not, and I, I can't, I can't, uh, I do, I don't, I don't have a problem, but I, that's why I don't see, yeah, no, I say Merry Christmas, I, re- I really do, I do, man, I, I, I say it to everyone, but I don't see it as a, you know, I never thought of it as, as a, as an, what's that? Correct, I'm a jihadist on the war, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> we wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Yeah. Uh, Santifa. Uh, that's a Shane Gillis joke. I Sorry. I apologize. Um, yeah, so I always come at it from a little bit of a distance. That it, it always comes at a bit of an arm's length, you know. Not because I choose it, but because of just how I am or or just my... But it, um, by the way, that comes for even the things that are supposedly my own. You know, things yeah. like Diwali or even the Ramadan thing. Like, I can't... I'm not exactly... Uh, I can't really celebrate the Muslim festivals or the Hindu festivals either because I am neither of those things either. Also, isn't Ramadan in, like, fucking July or something? Changes every year because it goes by the lunar calendar. <clears throat> Right. Right. I guess, I guess that's. It's the only thing that I miss about living in a big city where you get to. At no point when you live in a like when I lived used to live in Dubai there was no. Like we we genuinely like I, we celebrated. We we sort of had to because we I just had a lot of Hindu friends a lot of Christian friends we had to celebrate all of those. Uh, yeah. celebrated all of the festivals as much but with with as much we would celebrate them and have as much of or at least i had as much of a distance as well as as one would have with say you attempting to you know oh, yeah. celebrate you know hey the diwali or or yeah, eid for instance to, uh, when i worked with the daycare in fredericksons is uh, part of uh, what we talked to the kids about every year like clockwork we would go on and like during that the holiday season actually had uh, uh, someone, uh, Bilkis, who was uh, the uh, two-year-old teacher, would talk about Ramadan every year as well, too, because you know, she was Muslim, and she did have some experience in it. And you know, we'd have people come in and talk to us about Hanukkah, like make, make latkes with the kids and stuff like that, and just various things, which is why it's you know completely surprising that I'm such an ignorant piece of shit, but... Um, no, it, it it was actually kind. Of, it was it was it was cool to be able to experience all that, and we did get a lot of kids from all over too because they were university kids. So there was a lot of people that would come in from other countries specifically to go to U of D and enroll their kids uh, in the daycare. So it was neat to experience everything. Probably uh, uh, every other tradition seemed less stressful than Christmas. Is Christmas stressful? I don't know. It's becoming less stressful, I think, now, I think. Um, maybe the way I approach it, because when I think of Christmas, except for that that handful of hours I'm with my boys. Like, right. That's great. That That is when I can really enjoy it. But everything before it, and a little bit after, like, I'm just thinking about money. Like, just uh, probably the part of Christmas that, you know, really has too much attention paid on it is, you know, did I buy enough for them? I think there's a move against that. No, no. I think that there is like, because uh, yeah, with my daughter, it, it, there's a, there's a genuine, I can feel the, the sort of groundswell of, of a move away from buying excessive amounts of stuff and just, going with just maybe those the one thing or maybe even nothing yeah. 
and you know just spending time or just making a bunch of cards or something like that you know just making things rather than actually buying stuff yeah. and i can f- you can feel it change because i know uh just because i in contact with a lot of like uh you know just like rich white chicks uh making that change you know voluntarily and that's they are the true <laughs> they are the true front runners they are the true front runners you know and you know they are uh, I, I feel like that's that's a good thing i think you know um but we just not 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 give presents not worry about things and just watch captain marvel uh, a few more times just just watch Wonder Woman, please. Can you just watch Little Women, please? I watched Little Women with my with my daughter recently. The old version. Did you know the old version had Christian Bale in it? No. <laughs> yeah, it had Christian Bale and Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz. Yeah. Eric Stoltz, wine owner. Yeah, very young Crystal yeah. Bane. He was like 20, 20, 20 something. Winona Ryder. There's a, there's an idea. Susan Sarandon. What's his character's name? Oh fuck, he's like the central. He's like the central love interest. I forget his name. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't forget. I forget his name there's in the movie. There's the Something, some sort of thing like that. Yeah. When he's no more than an idea, when I take off the mask, it's just Right. No, it's good. No, it's yeah. No, it's probably not, but you know. Um Yeah. The Where are the little women coming? It's interesting the, the, the little women is is supposed to take place uh during the Civil War, during and a little bit after the Civil War, which is uh it's odd because it doesn't, you know, the Civil War doesn't really Like it feels more like a Have you watched it? You have. When I was a kid, yeah. Wow. March Sisters, right? Yeah. The March Sisters, right? Good the movie. Read it since I was a kid. Right. You gonna watch the movie? Because uh, yeah. right. A fucking uh, Bob Odenkirk's in it. Oh well, you know if Bob Odenkirk's in it. Oh yeah, fucking Saul. Well, I, I just sort of caught it up outside of my eye in one of the ads, and like it looked interesting to me anyway. It's. It, I would have watched it anyway, but it, the idea that I'm supposed like I have there was what is it? There was some someone some some fucking Twitter idiot. It's like if you don't fucking watch Little Women, then you're a fucking piece of shit coward man. It's like what the? That's always does this does this kind of strategy work? Who does this work on? Who the fuck does this work? Well, I can't wait for to Black torrent Panther, it eventually. Black Panther was gonna make a billion dollars anyways, but I wouldn't say the strategy worked for it. Yeah. Uh, Ghostbusters, well, we all know about that. Yeah. Uh, fucking what else? Uh, Captain Marvel, but that was gonna make a billion dollars anyways too, because it's a Marvel movie. Uh, fucking oh, Charlie's that. Angels is another good example. <laughs> yeah. Elizabeth 
Yeah. Yeah, man. You wrote cats. You gonna go watch cats? No, no. Proudly torrent cats. Yeah, just alone in my living room. Maybe on mushrooms. You'd be a jellical cat. You're already a jelly donut cat. Yeah. Yeah. They wouldn't have to. They CGI out my. Fatty boom boom. boom. <laughs> Caddy, <laughs> big blubbery fat, memories. fat boy can't sing memories like a fat boy. Memories, memories, memories. Uh, thank you, Mr. God. So you, uh, you can be excused. Yeah, yeah. And you, Lloyd Blubber. Um, what I, I, else? I just want to see. Judy Dench apparently is supposed to be especially monstrous. Yeah. She said that she she was trans, which is (laughs) (laughs) So Watch what you're saying, buddy. Okay. Watch it. Uh fucking Jason Derulio going around saying they edited out his balls. His big penis. That's the most important part. (laughs) To make sure my cat has a big knee knocker. Who is he? He's a singer. Oh, all right. All right. He just has a big dick. That's his whole claim. So he says. Yeah. And I I guess, uh, like, at the end, uh, Judy Dench looks at the camera and says, remember, cats aren't dogs or something like that. Was that in the play? Did you ever see the play? Do you know what cats, like, is? It's a T.S. Eliot. It's adapted from a T.S. Eliot poem. I know that. Yeah. Like That's all I know. Have you ever seen like a stage production? Or- Vaguely, there was one. They, <laughs> they did one in my high school. Imagine like little Indian children <laughs> dressed as cats. <laughs> it's a delicate cat. What to put him? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the song was, but yeah, but yeah, they did a they did a production of it, and my uh, my uh, my music teacher was a severely in the closet man named. Uh, Mr. Kevin Oliver was, uh, he, he, every year he would put on a different adaptation of an Andrew Lloyd Webber play. Cats was one year, and there was one year where I was in the play. I was in um, Starlight Express. Oh, yeah? I was the understudy for the lead role of uh, of uh, of Rusty the Train Engine, and my costume included a, a, a full-bodied black leotard that really hugged the balls and I had to rollerblade around the auditorium while singing. Did did you ever do that? And gold, gold shorts as well. Did you ever find yourself uh, having rehearsal alone with just Mr. Oliver? Uh, I did have, there was one incident where he asked me to massage his head as I was singing. He was playing the piano and I had to massage his head while I was singing... uh, the the main song Starlight Express I can't confess Are you real? Yes or no? Yeah Starlight Express Yeah I was then I was supposed to take uh, the role uh, I was supposed to do one I was supposed to be the you know do one show but then uh, because of an unfortunate bout of cystic acne on all over my face I was rel- 
Yes, exactly. That did not end for the subsequent 17 years until I got my my Accutane prescription. But yeah. Is it? No, it's probably going on. Now it's embedded. The deep hurt is embedded. Yeah, that was yeah, cystic acne was my my years of being morbidly obese, you know. <laughs> yeah. You can never really get over being, you know, like you sort of carry that with you as a deep part of your personality. Well, no, but you know, I I had cystic acne, which is what, you know, like you know, someone who's really fat for a while yeah. after they lose a little bit, after even after they've lost the weight, they still carry the memories of like their body still carries the memories of being morbidly obese you know like you can never that's the sign of the people bulked up just keep the meat on these bones that's right um yeah uh no that I, that that was so i i'd only seen that I, I vaguely remember cats and i was like this is super gay even for me but <laughs> i was i was in the I was more of a dog person, to be honest. <laughs> All right, go on. I, I did the voice of... Uh, D-A-W-G-S. <laughs> Dogs! Ooh, ooh. Look at them titties! Yes! Yes! I'm gonna fondle that fucking girl. Yeah! Look at my big dick. The dogs. Oof. The West Side Story of West? Fast and Furious. West Side Titties. <laughs> Show them to me. I'm the dogs. Let me see those West Side Titties. Yes. Bring them out in short supply. <laughs> Non-consensual sex only. <laughs> Fucking, I'm a dog. Let's talk about sports. Yeah. Don't you ever not talk about fucking sports. <laughs> you reading a book, you fucking queer. Reading I'm a dog. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. It's just a musical of home improvement. Then why do I like to read? Yeah. No, I never watched Cats. I mean, or at least I don't remember. I, I watched that when I was, I don't know, 13, 14 years old, but I don't remember very much of it. It was. It seemed all very over my head at the time. I remember seeing an ad when I was a kid for uh, an off-Broadway production of it, like uh, coming to fucking Maine or whatever, and just being like, "What the fuck is this? Like, it's just people dressed up like cats, like going." Yeah. Just meow, meow. Yeah. yeah. Just looking and fucking like waving their paws at the screen, and like cats catching in Portland. And like, what the hell is that? Put the wrestling back on. <laughs> the animal and hawk. Yeah. Where's the? What what the fuck happened to GI Joe? <laughs> <laughs> I'm tr- I'm trying to eat my fish fillet sandwich. Don't you fucking talk like a dock worker at seven? Just yeah. Like, Mom, what's this fucking faggot shit? I'm trying to eat my fish fillet. <laughs> You didn't get extra fucking tartar sauce, you dumb broad. Don't give me, give me my fucking French fries, and don't you ever fucking put a salad in there. Don't put a goddamn leaf in Next there. Next time you think you're fucking cute, and you replace my goddamn snack pack with an apple into my brave star lunchbox. Put it up your fucking Mario Brothers thermos and put it upside your fucking ass. I'm gonna put it in your twat, mom. Really, Brian? I'm gonna make you sip on some fruit fucking. 
I don't have full punch. I only have Dr. Pepper. <laughs> a little sippy cup. <laughs> it comes with like little Capri sometimes. Yeah, you break it over your head like stone cold. Yeah, but they're in a sippy cup. <laughs> Yeah. I was in I was uh, the voice of Audrey too in uh, Little Shop of Horrors when I was in high school. That's well, well, all right. Sang and shit. That's cool, man. Boy, things have fallen apart since, haven't they? Yeah, I decided to pursue fucking comedy for some god awful. When did you start doing that? Uh, well, comedy? Yeah. Have you started? <laughs> when did you start? That's cool, man. I've, I've pursued it about as much as this town will allow. Right. We had a couple of good shows. Yeah. Uh, oh, you, you missed a good one uh, at uh, Taco Pizza. Yeah. Yeah, that, that one went pretty damn well. That was a good crowd? Yeah. Yeah, it was mostly uh, people from Halifax. Yeah, Halifax comics are right out. Who? Um, I forgot the guy's name. Oh. Memorable then. Same show, though. Okay. I haven't seen him in a while. I, uh, I made fun of David's fucking mustache. Yeah, wow, that was terrible. That that thing, that looking of his, he looks. He looks like a white Lionel Richie now. <laughs> <laughs> like a, like he looks like a white Lionel Richie who spends a lot of time on 4chan, perhaps <laughs> arguing, debating points. You know what I mean? Like literally, like I got up there and uh, I'm just like, as he sang the song, he'd be like, "Hello." <sighs> okay. Yeah. The song's just about him fucking breathing heavy over the phone. Right. Yeah, it was funny in the moment. No, it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> fucking stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, sounds, sounds like a good. It sounds like a great joke. I think I like it. Yeah, I had a good show at the uh, at the old. The foundation show. Punch. Oh yeah, the foundation show. Maybe we'll talk about that when you when when um. Uh, when we have John over, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, the uh, yeah, the one with Steph was pretty fun. I th- yeah. I, I think it was okay. I don't know. You might be a better judge. You were in the audience. I mean, I, I what did you think? Right. I don't know. It seemed okay. I felt like I lost my temper a little bit for no reason. That's well, usual, <laughs> unusual for me. I'm usually such a calm, level-headed pers- personality. Like, if you're losing anyone at all, and I didn't get that you were at all, uh, when you lost your temper, you certainly gave them that. Like, people have seen you mad for some reason. Yeah. I don't, you know. Yeah. I'm usually a sweet boy. Yeah, you're just, just another sweet boy. <laughs> just another sweet boy. Just a, another sweet and little immigrant boy. I did not big time my homeless fan. He shook my hand. Just a member of the general public. Just a man. Just a man of the people. He identified you from three different places. I've never been to any of them. He's like, hey, buddy, I know you from the the barcade. I've never been to the barcade. I hate going to that place. Never been to the bar. You've been to the barcade. 
I've been to the barcade, but how would he have known? I don't, I don't frequent the barcade. I hate that place. I hate all of the stupid fucking retro music and the pew 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 pew, and then the fucking you know blonde ladies just being like, oh my god, Abba, whatever fucking dumb shitty retro music they're playing. Oh my God! Return of the Mac. <laughs> Once again, <Hey>. returns. <laughs> they all start fucking da- yuck. Hate that place. You don't like Return of the Mac? I just hate any of this fucking. I just hate this retro yeah, shit. Oof, God. But uh, you do frequent that area, right? You go to O'Leary's. You go to Big Tide. No. You you, you don't go to Big Tide. Well, I go to Big Tide, but you know I don't frequent it. No. Frequency may be the wrong word, but you are known to be in that area from time to time. Well, I go to those at the bars. Everyone's known to go to those areas. So, is it not out of the realm of possibility that he saw you close to the barricade? Probably. He probably said, saw me. Hey, man, you said, I don't got any change. Get the fuck out of my face. Probably, yeah. He remembered it. Yeah, I was flying around my magic carpet, and, and then he... It was right around the time that, uh, that giant truck with the fucking... Yeah, he was driving probably that fucking confer- <laughs> that fucking hey, truck. Yeah, jeez, I don't know how he recognized me. Just in the crowd of all of our comics, he just points out to me and he goes, "Hey, buddy, I know you." <laughs> and all of the comics is just point and mainly because they're all elitist and they just don't like. Yeah, no, it, it, it was an opportunity to shit on you. And, uh, it was very hurtful. Very hurt my feelings. Uh, here, Which I did neither of. I just shook his hand, which was the worst <laughs> consolation. <laughs> I was like, "Do you want me to sign? Do you want me to sign anything?" He's like, "No." <laughs> Do you want me to sign anything? Yeah, yeah. She proceeded to. Yeah, yeah. She went around. Yeah. That was pretty great. Yeah. And then everyone started being like... That guy's probably going to murder you. And she's like, oh, it's too late. I already said yes. Just a table full of women. Just <laughs> expounding on penis size, which is like very hurtful because I don't like to objectify anyone, including men. Yeah. You uh, know? And we, they came to a consensus. It's not like that, length, it's girth, right? Like, yeah. It's which I have neither. You know, I have I I've I have small thin penis and they humiliated me. I'm for the man it. with no country in my day. <laughs> no country. I truly have no country at all. You don't even have an authentic cock. No, I don't. It's a very inauthentic piece. It <laughs> slides in and out. It morphs in and out of its shape. It's it goes into the shape that it's poured into. It's really just it's just <laughs> It's like one of those curly straws, you know what I mean? Like you can bend the tip of it, yeah. It's a crazy straw, yeah. You can do whatever with it, what you want with it, yeah. Make a little balloon animals with it and shit. Like, send it places, you can see what it sees. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I can make it flat and then, you know, make it like a a periscope underneath a... Yeah, you're just, like, pulling down the balls and, like, looking through them. That's right. That's what I do. I look, pull on my balls and put them into my eyes and then I can see what my penis sees, which is just a disappointed woman's face. I think there's an X-Files episode. Correct. That <laughs> <laughs> Molder and pussy. 
uh yeah no it was a fun and then we did a damn then we did a show for strippers which was awesome yeah that was a great night that was a, that was a real kindred spirits that was a top 10 set top 10 night top kindred spirit yeah we all ended up at a at some at the bartender of the strip clubs house yep with a big full length mirror with three strippers in front of the mirror dancing i mean there were points in that in that after party where like i don't even have the as much like sex material that i do i don't think i have the nerve to even be in a strip club because like when those strippers were dancing on the floor yeah. you know when we were at, at the in the uh, at the after party and they were like ooh ooh fucking shit i was like I am I should I I should I be looking at this I could not and of course you just uh, I just want to please everybody you got on top of the fucking oh, yeah. you got on top like you were about to take your fucking pants off that was been the no, and you took your shoe you took off your and as I please Brian please Brian liar no, you're a fucking liar this is if the I you, had two shirts on I would have ripped open one shirt to reveal Oh shirt. good lord! I thought it was funny. You would have pulled but your fucking penis you, out. I, God no! Like, yeah, I, I I would be fucking terrified to do that. Damn. I mean, we'll talk about it when John comes around. But us, like when when those we got pulled into the dance, like so it's just Brian, me, and Mike, the only men in an entire. Were party of there were other dudes there but they weren't sort of in it as like we were yeah uh we were got pulled into the dance floor first off i was standing back and just watching you and john from the back just ecstatic that you found yourself in the middle of in the middle of what like six strippers Neither of you can. Da- you look stupid. Like you look oh, yeah. absolutely like I, I absolute I, morons. I, I Watching John I, dance was one of the most. It was so hilarious because he's so bad. Yeah. He's such a bad dancer, but he had just a stupid, goofy smile on his face. You, you like he had to come to terms with the fact that you're gonna look like a fucking retard when you're out there. And, and then I got pulled into. I was like, "What the hell am I doing? Why?" Did you get pulled into it? But you had like like four or five asses assaulting you at the same time and you were just like <laughs> stop it <laughs> stop it it was stop it, you guys for real it, it was like here's what it was like it was like you know you, you've played you know thumb wall with your friends and then in the middle of a christmas party you're made to fight conor mcgregor in the middle of a dance floor <laughs> that's what it felt like these were elite athletes and i had no nothing at all it was oh my god did you have fun though oh yeah i had yeah. a lot of fun i had a lot of fun the i did really look stupid oh, so and I, I feel like my reaction was not the most masculine i've, I've seen the video man I, I know how dumb i was yeah mike took way too much video yeah it was a lot of fun but uh yeah, after party was neat too i fucking watched somebody pull a piece of glass out of their foot I... yeah one funny. one person had sex with another person's boyfriend. One stripper had sex with another po- sex stripper's boyfriend, while the other person was doing cocaine. After party? 
Yeah. Someone was having sex with someone else's boyfriend at a party? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and there was a whole thing about it. And it all turned, I don't know who, I don't know what was going on. And then Mike's like, we got to leave. And then as soon as we were leaving, you, of course, there's one lady with her top off screaming, come over to my house. And then Brian is gone, of course. Yeah, Brian was, ends up at a, it's my, at a. Yeah, that was my own bizarre adventure. Um, so uh, there, there was one girl who was hanging out with in particular. And uh, her friend, who we'll affectionately call Sports Bra, because I never bothered to learn her name. Yeah. Whose lips were blue, even though she was fully conscious the entire time. Yeah. Baba dee, da die. And um, I drove them back to her place, because uh, uh, the girl I was hanging out with and her friend was like, I'm going to go hang out at my friend's place. And we're like, sure. Then I went up to go use the bathroom. Uh, and then I was just going to go home. And uh, when I got up there, uh, I noticed a few red flags. One, the place looked like it was fucking torn apart. And according to Sports Bra, she just moved in. Uh, in the uh, once I how was it torn apart? Like, what was it look like? like? It, ju- it just looked like somebody had a fucking like raging party in there and did not care what they wrecked. Like it was just fucking, just like marks on the wall and just like like it it just it looked like. Uh, like a north end den essentially which i i I suspect it might be and uh i I walk into the kitchen which is the first room and surrounded by a bunch of guys with fucking tap out shirts and gold chains uh i go to the bathroom uh, i come out and me and the girls hanging out with sort of looked at each other i'm like do you want to fucking ride out of here and she's like potentially maybe and uh, then she mentioned that she's going to get a different ride out to Sussex. And I went home. <laughs> but, uh, wow. I felt real bad about leaving her. You left her there? Yeah. She asked me for it. Oh, man. She said she had a ride. And I, I told her if you needed a ride out of there, send me a message. And she never sent a message. She sent a message the, other, uh, the next day saying she was fine. But right. Yeah. No, that, that, was a, that was a weird place. A weird vibe altogether. But, uh. Well, she's dead now, so that's a different... You know, that's pretty good. That was a good night. Um, no, everybody, to my knowledge, is still alive. All right. Well, she's pretty dead. But, uh, yeah, no, North End's a weird place. That is, cor- that is correct. Um, what are we at? All right, dude. Um, yeah, so we're going to be in Moncton. Yeah. Saturday night. Um. You're all you're along for the ride. Yeah. You don't have to do it. No, I'm, I'm, what else am I gonna do? All right. Well, if you don't want to do it, that's fine too. I said I wanted to do what I'm gonna fucking do. Gonna all right, do you're not gonna do it. Um. But I do. Have, uh, I did manage to score a gig for New Year's. What did you do? I, Where uh, is it? I put out a joke post uh, saying I would work for beer, and uh, I reached out to Jason specifically, uh, the uh, owner and proprietor of the Panic Room. And uh, he's like, yeah, fuck, let's do it. So I'm working for an eight-pack nice. in between bands. Amazing. I just want something to do New Year's, really. Bring out a stool. Yeah, just to, gonna, take your shirt off. Between fucking death metal bands, I'm going to sit on a stool and wiggle my legs. Oh, man, they'll throw a beer can at you. Shut up! Yeah, be like, fucking uh, Hitler, shut up, Nazi! Behind the chicken wire fence. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> thanks, everyone. Uh, I guess Happy New Year, I guess, or Merry, 
Chris. I don't know. This is kind of in between, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, well, we're not gonna get our next episode out until after January. So happy New Year. I guess. Happy New Year. Good night, everyone. <laughs>